So today, uh, I, I've got some word just to share with you. And, and the title of my message today is just simply the truth. Um, we, all, we all know this about, well, not everybody, but I mean people that have been in the Word for, for, for many years or even for a short period of time have probably heard this statement, this verse of Scripture that says, you'll know the truth and the truth will make you free. And you know, that's absolutely true. You know the truth and it'll set you free. Um, but knowing just the truth of God's Word in your head isn't actually enough. It's got to go deeper than that. Um, and sometimes along the way in our journey of finding the truth, we have to find the truth out about people, about situations, about circumstances. We have to really know the truth. And as we develop the truth of God's Word and then find out the truth about other things in life, the combination of those two empower us to make a difference in the world. I, I love that statement about making a difference. When Jesus was on, on, on planet Earth, when the Apostle Paul from, from Scripture and different disciples and apostles that we read about in Scripture, when they were on the Earth, that's what they were about is making a difference. And, and the only way to make a difference is not just to know the truth in your head, but to experience the truth day to day to experience and know the truth in your life on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, there's a passage of scripture in 3 John, the little Johns I call them, in, in the back of the Bible. There's a passage of scripture here that says, Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that, you, that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well as your mind is being renewed, as the truth is becoming more real to you all the time. You know, if you're studying anything in life, I don't care what it is, if you're studying math, you don't study math for a week or two or, you, or once a week or just every once in a while and, and, and just think you know it all. You continue to study it. You continue to meditate on it. You continue to roll it over and learn what you need to learn about it. And it's the same way with the truth. He said, as your soul is getting along, as your mind is being renewed, as you're continuing in the Word. He said, it gave me great joy when some believers came and testified about your faithfulness to the truth, telling how you continue to walk in it. That, that, that brings great joy to God's heart when we continue in the Word and we continue to walk in it. We continue to apply it in every situation. He said this, I have no greater joy, I have no greater joy, then that means there's not anything that pleases God more than to hear that his children are walking in the truth. To hear that they're not, they don't just know the truth, you know, but they're walking in the truth. They're applying the truth on a day-to-day -day basis, learning to understand the truth about people and situations. We, we live in a, in, in a world today, and we're facing a lot of issues and situations with other people. And I tell you, you could stick your head in the sand and act like you're not going to deal with it. Oh, it'll just go away. No. Things that are happening right now, they're not going away. There needs to be true answers. There needs to be truth applied. And to do that, we can't judge people that we see based on where we came from. 
We, I, I can't judge other people that have different, that come from different cultures and different backgrounds. I can't judge them based on just what I know from, just from my perspective. I have to get to know people from their perspective. I have to understand people and understand where they're coming from. And maybe if somebody's hurt or they're mad or they're angry or whatever, why are they angry? I can't just overlook that. I have to spend more time in life understanding people from their perspective. And, and what that does is it causes me to see the truth about things, not just, you know, supposing what the truth is or, or thinking that I know because there's a devil out there that lies to people all the time trying to get them to believe things are truth when they're really not. That's why we have to know the truth to be able to discern the difference. And I'll tell you, what I just said right there is key for your life. For, it, for, for you to be successful in life, you have to know how to take the truth and apply it day to day. Um, in applying the truth in different areas, we could, if, if I had an hour to talk, we could talk about a number of different things. But I'm just going to address two areas. But I'm, I'm going to look at these areas from another passage of Scripture, or actually just one verse of Scripture, that is found in Galatians 3 and verse 29. He said, if you belong to Christ, if you're born again and you belong to Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and you are heirs according to the promise. And that promise of the Spirit of God, of the nature of God, of who God is, all of us, all humanity was created in the image of God Almighty the God of the Bible. Now, not everybody believes that. And you know what? If you don't believe that, I'm not going to try to convince you of that. I've got some things that could really help you. I could help you in, in developing in your life. But if you don't believe that and you don't want to know that, that's okay. I can still accept you like you are, and, and, and things will be fine, uh, even though you may not believe what I believe, but you're not going to talk me out of what I believe concerning the Word of God. And he said, he said, I am an heir according to the promise of God. And, and because I was created in his image and all humanity were, we're all heirs according to the promise. And that promise of the Spirit is that God lives in us. He lives all around us. He, he created us. He has our future. He has our destiny. And, and all of those things, all the promises of God in the Bible are yes and amen, and they belong to us if we're born again, if we've accepted Jesus Christ as our Savior. My encouragement to you today, if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, I don't, I don't know everybody today that I'm talking to because I can't see you. I don't know how many people are connecting with us today. But if you don't know Jesus, you need to know him so that you can be on the receiving end of all that God has for you. He said, if you're Christ, then you're Abraham's seed, and you're heirs according to the promise. Luke chapter 1 and verse 37 in the NIV says this, very short verse of scripture. No word from God will ever fail. Every word of God is a promise. Everything in God, everything from Genesis to Revelation that we have from God and about who God is and his nature is promises to us. The Bible's full of promises. And, and the promise is that the Holy Spirit will live in us if we're born again and reveal these things to us so that we can apply these promises day to day in our life. 
It's, not, it's one thing to know what the promises are, but it's another thing to have that truth revealed in us so that we can apply these truths and these promises. And so I just want to look, just in the next few minutes, I just want to look at two of those promises. <laughs> I mean, the, the, this is just barely scratching the surface, but I believe these two are, the, are, are two of the most important promises that we need working and, and being applied in our life. Um, the first one is found in 1 Corinthians 13, and it's the love of God, the promise of the love of God, of, of knowing how to live in love, how to walk in love, how to experience the love of God, but how to apply the love of God in unlovable situations. I don't know about you, but, but ever since about the middle of March, there's been some difficult, unlovely situations, opportunities to kind of react in a negative way, you know, react in such a way that, you know, I want everything to pertain to me. I want everything to be about me. I just tell you right now, one of the greatest revelations that I got in life that, I, that I'm, I've learned to apply every day is that the world doesn't center around me. Life is not just about me. And it do you good to see things like that, that there's other things in life that God has given us his word and tools to help other people with, that if you live your life giving your life, you'll gain your life. But if you live your life to hold on to your life, you'll lose your life. Who said that? <laughs> Jesus, the head of the church. He said that in so many words. You hold on to your life, you'll lose it. You give your life. You sow your life, you give into other people's lives, and you'll gain your life. You'll gain your destiny, you'll gain fulfillment, you'll gain his blessing and prosperity and health and wholeness and healing and all those kind of things. I, I'm not going to walk in love so that God will do something good for me. No, that's part of his nature. I walk in love because that's who I am, because I, I am who God says I am. And I've learned to understand that and apply that day to day. I don't do it perfectly, but I apply it every day. And I learn to overcome some of the difficult situations by applying the love of God. And I want to just read four verses in uh, 1 Corinthians 13. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. It does not boast. Love isn't proud. There's, in other words, there's no pride in love. It does not dishonor others. Love doesn't. It's not self-seeking. It's not just about itself. Like I said, love is giving of itself so that it gains self. You gain what you want. What you're really looking for in life by trying to hold on to your life, you'll never gain that. But you will in, in not being self-seeking. And, and, and you can't just not be about yourself. You have to embrace the love of God because the love of God is God. First John, in, in, in 1 John 4, it says God is love. So God, God isn't just an expression of love. He is love personified. He is love itself. And so it says love is not angered. It's not easily angered. It's not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Mm, that's a good one. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. I'll go back to that one I just read just a moment ago. It keeps no record of wrongs. 
I, I just tell you right now, from me to you to everybody on planet Earth, we need to remember that. But, but all, of these, all of these things regarding the love of God are the promises of God, but you have to apply these things. All the things that I'm reading right here, you have to apply them in the opposite situations that you face. I'll go back and start with being patient. How do you become a recipient of the promise of the love of God? By learning and developing patience with impatient people. Not developing patience with a tree, you know, or something that can't talk back to you. I'm talking about people that are impatient, people that are unkind, people that are envious, people that are boastful. They're, they're all about themselves. They, they walk in pride in every area of their life. They dishonor others, the, uh, people that are self-seeking, that are, that are easily angered, have short fuses. Um, they, keep no, they keep records of everything that's been done wrong. Well, you know, you did this, and you did this, and you did this, and you did this, and you did this. And, man, you can, it'd be easy to just go off on people like that. But the promise of God is that when you walk in love, when you give of yourself in that way, that you're gaining the life of God because now, not only are you learning what it looks like to be patient with somebody that's impatient, but you're also being a living example to other people what that looks like. Most people that are unkind are, are looking to be unkind and watch people react to them to solidify something in their background that is, you know, th th they're looking to, to um, you know, believe that the reason that they're angry is going to continue to be that way because everybody's going to respond in an ugly way. So what if somebody that's unkind all of a sudden comes up and meets you, they're unkind to you, and you choose to be kind. You choose to apply the truth of God's Word and, and, and apply kindness in that situation. What are they going to do? Maybe at first it, it won't affect them. But I promise you over time they'll remember that because how are people going to know how to learn to pull back and realize, you know what, I don't have to be unkind all the time. I can be kind like that person. How would they know what real kindness is if they don't have somebody demonstrating that? See, that, that's part of the promise of God. If I want all of the promises of God, I have to apply the truth in these type of situations. And, and, you know, we could read through this and spend a lot of time on this, but my encouragement to you is what the last part, the eighth verse says. It says, it says that love never fails. Well, well, let, me, let me read the seventh verse. But, where, but um, love always protects, love always trusts, love always hopes, Love always preserves. Love never fails. Ever. Love never fails. Wow. That means if I walk in love, if I choose to develop my life walking in love, giving of myself, not holding on to my things that, that I, I want, protecting myself, but giving of myself, then love never fails, then I will never fail in life because I'm a recipient of the promise of God concerning love. 
Another, another thing that I just want to address is the hearing of God. Something that's vital, that, that takes the truth of God's Word from the knowledge of the truth and, and breaks it down into revelation by learning to allow the person of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not, you know, some, you know, some just spiritual being that's out there that is floating around. The, the, the Holy Spirit is a person. He's the third part of the, of, of the three parts of God. And he's what lives in us. And, and he is part of who we are, and he speaks to us if we learn to allow him to because we know the truth. And in Romans chapter 8, it says this, The spirit you received does not make you a slave. The spirit of God that you received, if you're born again and Jesus lives in you, like we've talked about in, in this message, if he lives in you, the spirit you received does not make you a slave so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption as a son or a daughter of God. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. My point here about hearing God is that if I have the ability to hear God in a situation that I find myself in where I'm, I'm faced with unkindness, where I'm faced with pride, where I'm faced with me wanting to be prideful about a situation, or someone else is, and I'm learning to do the opposite. I'm applying the truth of God's Word in this situation because if I'm Christ, and I am, if I'm born again, then I am an heir according to the promise. I'm an heir to everything that God has and is. And the Holy Spirit is the power that makes the difference in me so that I can make the difference in life. And when I hear his voice and he shows me, you know what? You don't have to be upset about what that person did. You don't have to be moved by what that person did. I used to have real trouble with people that cut me off in traffic. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, hate to admit it sometimes, but I used to really have a problem with it. You know, and I, and I would, I would even get to the point where I'd somebody cut me off in traffic. I'd drive up beside them and stare at them and look at them so that they knew that they did me wrong. And um, one day, inside of me, I just had this thought, and and my wife would encourage me concerning this many times. But I heard this inside of me. You know, that person may want to come to your church one day, and. Uh, it wouldn't be a good thing if you're staring them down and being ugly to them. And I just had to admit, you know what, I, I've been that way. And what I've had to do is every time something like that happens, and I can, you know, it doesn't mean that you still don't feel like you, you want to be angry or whatever, take my foot off the gas, and I just bless them. Father, just bless them. They're probably in more of a hurry than I am. I just speak your blessing over their life. That's applying the truth in a situation where you would actually have the right to pull up beside them, pull them over, you know, make a citizen's arrest and pull them over. Man, you about cut me off. You about did this to me. You about caused me to wreck. And, and what good is that going to do? I mean, at the end of the day, what good is that going to do? But what happens is when you apply the truth, you forgive that person, you back off from it. I'm just talking about one simple little illustration. 
But if you don't take care of little simple things like this, then, then it turns into a bunch of little things that are huge things in your life that control you. And you're not being controlled by God and the Holy Spirit. And the truth isn't liberating you and setting you free. I promise you, the truth will set you free in every area of your life. And I, I, what I've shared with you today, I encourage you to take, to apply in, to your life and, and see your life being the difference that God created you to be on planet Earth. He wants us to be the difference. He wants us to be the kind people. He wants us to be the compassionate people. He wants us to be the people that don't have short fuses and get angry about every little thing. No, no. I'm not going to be moved by what other people do. I'm going to step up and be the difference. I just encourage you. Yeah, I encourage you in that today.